live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on January 25th, 2017. How are you? How's it going? That's wonderful to hear. I'm glad you're doing well. You're a liar. You're not doing that well. Uh, The Super Bowl is upon us. The inauguration is over. I just got back from Las Vegas a few days ago. The Women's March is coming on. There's a lot of things that are in the past. We have to keep moving. We have to keep going forward. Uh, so the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons are in the Super Bowl. Uh, there's a lot of things to go over. Leave uh, Tom Brady alone. Leave him alone. Well, there's a lot of people that are going after Tom Brady. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, but uh, I, I guess we'll start with the inauguration real quick. And listen, I don't like to do that much politics, but I mean, it, it is something going on in our world right now that is consuming all of us. Uh, the inauguration, you know, honestly, it wasn't, I thought it would be absolute chaos. It would be anarchy of the, the 90th, 99th, nine, proportion, uh, degree, whatever, whatever you want to put after that. But it really wasn't that bad. Uh, the numbers were down. I don't know why. I don't know why everyone's obsessed with it. I don't know why Trump's obsessed with it. I don't know why his detract, not detractors, his, uh, anti-Trump people are obsessed with it. It's an inauguration. I don't really give a shit. It's really not that important. Um, how many people were there? I thought there would be a ton of violence. Uh, you saw a few things. I mean, a few windows broken, whatever. That, that's really tame, uh, for how volatile the entire situation was. You saw a neo-Nazi, what's Richard Spencer, white supremacist uh, guy punched, and I'm all for punching Nazis and white supremacists, but I said this on Twitter. Sucker punches, come on, we're better than that. Uh, I mean, you want to punch a Nazi in the face, let's, let's go head-to-head on it. You know, sucker punches, I mean, that's what separates us from the animals, honestly. Um, is it, though? Uh, but that is over, um, and Trump is now still obsessed with that. Uh, we we got to move past it. There are bigger issues in this country, in this world, than inauguration sizes. And his, uh, his new thing now is the uh, doing the probe on illegal f- the, the illegal voting. He's going to go over certain states. Uh, I think he's going to get the exact same result that Jill Stein got in her recounts, which is zero, and setting himself up to be, you know, not to look too well. L- look like a horse's ass in so many words. Uh, the Women's March was the day after, which I didn't understand why it was. Uh, why it wasn't the day of. I guess it would just be too crazy and permit issues. So many people. It was a lot bigger than I expected. Honestly, I thought it would be a few uh, women marching around in a circle in Washington. And I uh, I was uh, quite wrong. Um, what does it do for the short term? Probably virtually nothing. But to counterpoint that, what actual like marches do have something in the short term days after where it actually has an enormous effect? Uh, I think it shows the power of the internet. Uh, I think it shows that if people really believe in something, they can all get together. Uh, but it's also like any march or protest. How many people keep doing the work afterwards? It's great to be a vigilante, uh, a protester one day. Uh, going forward, that, that's the real true test. So, but can you play it more even down the line, you diplomatic, spineless little fuck? Yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. Even Steven, that's what they call me. Um, what was the other thing? I could have done without the, listen, and I'll tell you, the, the, if there were any uh, black eyes to the, the women's march, it was the phony celebrities. Uh, the, and listen, they're always there. They, they bring the movement down, the, the, the point that you're trying to make. And when you bring a fraud like uh, Madonna, let, let's just remember who Madonna who has had sex with in the past. It's Dennis Rodman and Jose Canseco. Let's not forget that, okay? Let's not forget who the hell is this guy outside my house. Hold on a second here. Okay, so I'm back there. I don't know. It's, I think it's some uh, Comcast Xfinity guy thinking that I uh, was paying for, I don't know, looking at something. I, I don't know. But I went out there and he scattered, obviously. Scared as shit. Uh, but I don't know what that was all about. I'm a cord cutter. It's, you know, as long as my father keeps keeps cable. I'm a cord cutter, damn it. Anyways, 
Uh, so what was I talking about? All right. So yeah, Madonna, again, you know, she conveniently lost her British accent because she's from like East London, right? Uh, that's, that's what I always thought. But as you mean, she's been, this is the same person who, think about the moral character of the, some of the people she's been with. Does that have anything to do with her message? Not necessary, but let, let's keep that in mind always. Let's just keep that in mind, honestly. You. Wow. Nice language. You know, really appropriate. There you go. Keep it coming. I mean, 60-year-old Madonna thinking edgy by saying fuck you. I mean, wow. She's something. How many times do you say it on your podcast, Brian? Well, many times, but I, I, you know what I mean. And Ashley Judd, the other one, uh, the other one. I didn't mean other one in that way. What I meant was the other uh, celebrity there who, I, very odd speech. I don't know if she was drugged or something. Uh, just this, this like slam poetry from like early 1990s. It was very, very, uh, very weird. Uh Something like almost like a <laughs> North Korea propaganda thing with a gun to her head. Just Hitler in these streets. Uh, 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 uh. Is that how she cheers when she's at Kentucky games? I don't know. Maybe back in the day. That's maybe that's she's always done it. Jamal Mashburn hit the shot. Tony Delk, you are great. Anyways, celebrities always ruin everything. Honestly, they really do. They, 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 they have have a positive thing going, and there was nothing, no, no, no problems at that march whatsoever. Anyways. Um, so I guess the seamless transition would be from uh, the aforementioned Donald Trump talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots are in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll be completely honest. I did not see. Well, that's not true. I, I saw a ton. of I watched the entire both games, AFC and NFC championships. And uh, I mean, you probably just like me. You had the TV on after about a quarter and a half or two quarters. You said, yeah, it's not much of a game here. Uh, there's not really much to digest, to uh, understand, to there wasn't a lot of suspense. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe gambling wise, but I think the over and the under, I mean, that, that was basically over in the, uh, in the first game very quickly, but not really a lot to, I'm kind of surprised that Green Bay laid such an egg. It was wonderful seeing, uh, Aaron Rodgers shit the bed. Um, uh, his family called me and congratulated me because they know I'm such a, you know, adamant, adamant disliker. Is that a word? Of, uh, Aaron Hernandez, as are they. It's Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, the murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Hernandez. Uh, I'm not a big fan of him. He's a serial killer. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, because uh, his family hates him, too. We all know that. Uh, so uh, we, we we joined hands uh, across America, and uh, we loved uh, seeing Aaron Rodgers fail. And uh, Aaron Hernandez, too. He didn't fail, but he, he's, he's failure in life. Um, so we have the Atlanta Falcons versus New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, which should be very interesting. Uh, I, I think the Patriots opened with a three-point favorite. We can talk about every goddamn storyline from here to Kingdom Come for the next two weeks. Unless you want to talk Pro Bowl, let's talk fucking Pro Bowl, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, three-point favorites. I don't know. I, I, I said from the beginning, I really think New England, I, I can't see them not winning. They have flaws. They have white receivers, which Dan Levitard has a very big issue with. He, you know, he, he does not like the fact that Chris Hogan, you know, leads the league, leads the entire NFL in yards per catch. It's very bad. And uh, he wants to talk about it, and we'll talk about that. But uh, I'm not going to give you a you know, sports preview. We'll do a podcast next week, maybe to do X's and O's, because, you know, there's so much X's and O's done on this podcast, which rarely ever is. Uh, so that's the Super Bowl, the the the, the Atlanta Falcons. Eh, I, I, don't, I haven't seen them in a while. Since Jamal Anderson was the running back, now he's just walking into gas stations, taking his penis out, and uh, you know that, that, how the mighty have fallen. Dirty bird, just dirty, huh? Oh, that was good, huh? <laughs> uh, but I'll jump into that. So over the past few weeks, um, it, it kind of brings up the first two subjects we've had here. Uh, over the past few weeks, Donald Trump and uh, Tom Brady have been sort of 
you know, intertwined, so to speak. I guess it's been all, all, all through Trump's campaign. Uh, we saw the hat in the locker years ago. I think what it comes down to, and this is just me, I think it comes down to the fact that, you know, I think uh, he met him one time. And then, you know, they became buddies. They get golfs for free wherever he wants, you know, at Trump golf courses that he puts up all over the world, uh, whether they like it or not. Um, and I think he's maintained a friendly relationship. I don't think these guys go out to happy hour every Friday afternoon. But now we're getting to a point where they, I saw there was Charlotte Wilder, I think, of SB Nation wrote that the New England Patriots have a Trump problem. And she stated in the article that the New England Patriot fans are, you know, they're, they're straying away from watching the team because of Donald Trump or Tom Brady's association with Donald Trump. Uh, and the, the scientific study she used to get this information is her mother's friend. So obviously a lot of due diligence there, a lot of work, a lot of work put into the, the, the actual, you know, meat of the article. Uh, so now we're in a sense where, you know, Tom Brady is peppered with this question all the time. And he, for some reason, listen, there's a lot to dislike about Tom Brady on the field. But I saw something, I think it was a sporting news. Um, and and I, again, this is very odd for me to like stick up for the Patriots or and Tom Brady. Like, that, that, that's like sticking up for kings and queens. Like, oh, God, yeah, they got it rough. Yeah, yeah, we're just paupers here. But I mean, you're the best and I'll, I'll do anything for you. I mean, it's it's a weird situation to be put in. But I think he was he was the fifth most disliked player ever. Like outside of being a royal douche uh, and just winning all the time, what has Tom Brady done? Like what has he done wrong that you hate him? I mean, if you're a Jets fan, it's pretty obvious. If you're a Giants fan, you're not, you don't even care. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done a lot. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's been on the uh, losing side of two Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. But let me actually get the list here of the people that are in front of him and in back of him. Hold on one second. All right, so I found a few of them. One of them says Colin Kaepernick is the the, the most disliked player in the uh, NFL, which uh, then another one here, I'm at seven. And I, I don't know, people really dislike, I mean, I don't hate the guy. I think he's a phony, but I mean, I don't think he's a bad guy per se. Um, but uh, let's look at this. Number one, Michael Vick. Uh, Michael Vick uh, goes to show you a lot of people really care about animals. Um, number Great, great analogy there, Brian. Really, really, really breaking it down. Number two, Terrell Owens, which someone I don't even think about because uh, all these other guys I think about on a daily basis. Number three, Ndamukong Sue. Number four, Greg Hardy. Uh, number five, Tom Brady. Number six, Ray Lewis. Number seven, Colin Kaepernick. Number eight, Bill Romanowski. So think about this for a second. Michael Vick is more disliked than uh, Greg Hardy and Ray Lewis and Bill Romanowski. But let, let's look at uh, Greg Hardy and Ray Lewis. Greg Hardy, who beat the shit out of his girlfriend uh, to the point where he probably should have been in jail. Ray Lewis, for all intents and purposes, killed a guy or, or was involved in killing a guy and paid off the victim. And Tom Brady's somewhere in between. Tom Brady's somewhere in between. Uh, and it uh, looks like uh, O.J. Simpson and Ray Carruth were also rated. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> no, they weren't. But think about that. Tom Brady, what, what has he actually done other than be just a smug asshole on a daily basis you know as smug as they fucking come win all the time marry a supermodel and just uh you know and win unless he's playing the giants in the super bowl but there are other elements about the patriots uh that uh people have an issue with including dan levitard and espn probably eh, one of the biggest jackasses on the station on, on the channel station network uh network yes uh who's it's a network full of assholes. So, um, but he said something interesting uh, that uh, just trying to start stuff. 
that there is a difference. We have to talk about it. We have to talk about how the white the receivers for the New England Patriots are white and the receivers for the Atlanta Falcons are black. And I feel like he does this stuff to just incite people, incite Boston, because it doesn't take a lot sometimes, and get people to listen to that train wreck of a television program or radio program or whatever program you want to, whatever way you want to consume Dan Levitard. Do you ever think I'd ever hear anyone say that? How, how can I cons- consume Dan Levitard? Oh, God. How about never? I'd go on a fucking hunger strike. That's how I'd consume him. But let me play the clip here of, uh, listen, you know how there's a lot of stuff to talk about in those, those the week before the Super Bowl. You got two weeks before the, in between the, the championship games and the Super Bowl. There's a lot of things to talk about. But listen, this is the thing we got to talk about immediately. It's this. We got Julio and Muhammad. Yep. Versus Danny and Chris. And Edelman. No. We're going to avoid that? I'm not. I'm stumped. I'm trying to figure out who will bring that up. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I think it's best to probably just avoid that. I mean, like, yeah, did, is that really something that, that people that, that many people are concerned about? That, are the Patriots intentionally getting white receivers? I mean, it's, you know what it is. I'm not naive to the fact that, that race plays a factor in everything. In a lot of things. And you know what? It should in many things. And in sports, there are situations where it does. But when you hear shit like this, especially out of ESPN, because they have so little, you know, and then I hear some people probably thinking, I could see some people's eyes rolling. How can you say they have so little, Brian? They're the worldwide leader. Yes. In, in return, in return, in, in returns, in terms of, you know, perspective and talent there, they're losing the old guard. Now, whether you like Chris Berman or not, well, he's gone. It's guys like that that are leaving. You know, you don't see the same people there. And they're bringing in this new crowd that just, I don't know, they just want to incite things, to want to stir the pot. I mean, that takes away from a real, you know, racial injustice right there. When you have something like that, and that's the, the but, but what the Dan Levitard and the fans of Dan Levitard and the people like that, what they'd hear when they say that and say, what are you talking about? He didn't say anything. All he said was, we're not going to talk about that. No, it, it, you know what it is? It's like screaming fire. In a movie theater and going, well, there's no fire. I don't know what everyone's going so crazy for. Come on, what's wrong with you here? What are you doing? Did you see a fire? I didn't see, I didn't see a fire. I mean, come on. I mean, everyone's going crazy. I, I don't know what's going on. It's also like, you know, Tom Brady, when people ask him about Donald Trump being like, why is everyone so concerned about this? Well, you know, Tom, you, you are kind of famous. You, you, your face is kind of out there. And, you know, you, you're friends with the president. I don't know how many, you know, actually athletes can say, yeah, I'm, I'm friends with the president like that. I know Obama was chummy chummy with a lot of these guys, but I mean, I don't think anyone could say, yeah, we're friends with the president. I mean, even LeBron, who, 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 who you saw him involved with a lot of Obama activities. I don't think you'd ever say that, but I mean, it seems like it appears at the most that, you know, Tom is, in, is, is, is somewhat cordial with, with, with Donald Trump. And, and is there anything wrong with that? I personally don't think there is, but I mean. For him to act like, oh, what's going on? Oh, why, why, does that, why does anyone care? I mean, come on, you're stupid. And that's the same thing with these guys. With Dan Levitard and the, whoa, whoa, whoa what's, what's going on? What, come on, we didn't say anything. So once again, ESPN trying to make something. For whatever reason, they got it out for the city of Boston. I don't know what it is. They really do. So uh, let's move on from that topic. I'm sure everyone's kind of probably tired of it. But uh, so last week, and this is, a, this is a, you know, personal, Brian. You want to get into personal stuff? Um, so last week... I uh, went to Las Vegas. My friend was out there for the World of Concrete, which I thought was a joke. And I went there, and it's fucking enormous. Uh, imagine Vegas with, you know, the, the normal scum, the normal riffraff, uh, trash of all, of trash of 
Trash of all trash everywhere. Uh, people, lots of people with kids. What's up with that, man? You're on the strip with kids in in, in their carriages at eleven o'clock at night. But uh, it's construction workers, as far as the eye can see. Card heart. You you can't see anything other than card heart. You know, I'm surprised guys didn't bring their tools to the fucking thing. But um, so I go there because I'm not that far from here. I thought I um, I thought I'd drive out there to save some money. I mean, because I found some cheap airfare. But then I was like, you know what? So what? I'll drive there. It's eight, nine hours. I must have been freebasing crack cocaine to think that I was going to drive through all those mountains, through the, through wherever. I mean, I was going to go down the coast of Florida. Florida. Well, that'd, that'd be an issue. Uh, coast of California and then just cut through a little desert. But still, flying through on the plane, which I flew Allegiant Air. Yes, I know. Uh, that, that pauses for all the people that go, what the fuck is a fleet Allegiant Air? Um, well, it's a really low-cost airline that I took. Uh, it was only $50 one way. Um... And then afterwards, I saw that they are just littered with outrageous delays. And uh, there's a Washington Post story about how the FAA is, uh, you know, looking at it and looking at them with a, uh, you know, very close eye about using old aircraft. And uh, they have safety concerns. So, I mean, obviously, I loved reading that at 2 o'clock in the morning the day before I was leaving. Uh, but I went there and I'll tell you, I hate Las Vegas. Um, these movies try to glorify it and bros, bros go there and I'm sure they all have a great time. And, uh, you know, maybe if I was 20 something early twenties going there and just want to spend money, it is like, everything is a scam there. You know, when you go to like a restaurant or, or, or you're walking along a street, let's say New York city, whatever, wherever it may be. And you say, Oh, you know, they got the menu outside and go, Oh, look at that. Oh, that looks good. Uh, but where are the prices? There's, there's no prices on that menu. Imagine Vegas like that everywhere. You know, there's no prices anywhere. So they tempt you and go, oh, boy, yeah, that looks good as you're rubbing your belly like a fat slob. No, just give me that food. Yeah, that, that'll be, a, you know, I, I paid for two slices of pizza. It was $14. I mean, they had already put the slice of pizza in front of me. I gave them, the, and then they ring it up, $14. What am I going to say, no? So I ate it, and I just said, oh, my God, this pizza's not even that good. But everything's a scam. I mean, here's here's the first part. I mean, again, I know, I, I as I was saying this to myself, I'm like, Brian, what did you think? It's Las Vegas. I know. I didn't expect it to be so scummy, so obnoxious, so gaudy. It was it was bigger than I possibly could have imagined. So here, here's case in point. I check into my hotel. I get there, yada, yada, yada. So, uh, you know, I'm not meeting my friend yet. And uh, I go downstairs and I'm like, yeah, what's this? And the guy goes, bartender's like, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, we got open bar, you know, happy hour. Not open bar, but happy hour, complimentary beers till 7 o'clock. You know, there's some, uh, it was like pork sliders or something. It wasn't even wings. She said, hey, yeah, saddle up, partner. Well, he didn't say that, but uh, sounded good. So I sat down. I go, fuck yeah, let's start drinking. So I sat down and uh, I got this whatever beer. They have their separate happy hour beer because it's all the way on the other side away from the other beer. So you know it's probably not that good. So I get it. It was a dark beer. And, uh, you know, I drank it rather quickly. I said, I'm getting my money's worth before I get out of here. And then, you know, he comes over. He's like, ready for another one? I'm like, damn right. He goes, well, the first one's free. Next one you got to pay for. I was like, what? What? What, is, what? Are you kidding me? Complimentary. That, that's, that's free. Yeah, the first one's free. How much is the next one? Eight bucks. Eight bucks for your shitty dark beer that has no label on it. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, it was another thing where I was like, I want another beer. And I'm not waiting. So I just said, eh, fuck it. Yeah, give me another beer. And just like, as I drank it, I'm just like, yeah feel like this is going to be a theme of getting scammed. Um, and it was. It was. But uh, it, it, I cannot recommend how little desire I... Not recommend how little... That doesn't make any sense. I have so little desire. In fact, zero desire to ever go back to Las Vegas. It's, you know, the, 
again, I know the fountains and everything, but like the gondola rides in front of a hotel, like it's Venice. It's, I don't know how that city functions. It doesn't even seem real. It's like a degenerate Disneyland. And I don't ever want to go back there ever again. It's, it's, it's like, you know how you hate walking through Times Square? That's the whole fucking city. That's the whole strip, the whole gambling area part of the city. I know there's more to Las Vegas than just the casinos, but everything is just, and, and, and it just seems like it, you have some people visiting, uh, you know, they got their kids and then you have the other people that have just quit on life and they're just like, I made it here and I'm just going to, hopefully one of these roulette tables are going to go to the right number and I'm going to, if you, if you ever watch Ray Donovan, it reminds me of John Voight's character. Like it always got a scam, always something up, you know? Yeah. So listen, I got a job. I'm going to tell you about it. So that, that, that was Las Vegas to me and I can't. Uh, I can't say any more about it. Well, I can't, but I'm not going to. So I'll just let you know if you've never been there and you're kind of iffy about going, don't. It is a waste of time and uh, you will not enjoy it. That is that is basically uh, my prediction. And as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, my predictions are always, always correct. Um, so let's see. What else did I want to talk about? Uh, da, 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 we did that. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, uh, you're Donald Ventura, Kansas City Royals. Man. That's crazy. I always liked him. He passed away, a pitcher for the Kansas City Royals, 25 years old, in, in a car accident in the Dominican Republic. Pedro Martinez, uh, fellow Dominican, is uh, saying that he was robbed when he was still alive um, and left for dead. I'm not really sure how he would know that. I mean, I'm sure he knows people, but still, I, I don't know. That, that, that hasn't been proven, but geez, 25 years old. I always liked Ventura. He was kind of like that poor man's uh, Pedro, Pedro Martinez. He was, wasn't was nearly as good, but he definitely had that uh, dickish vibe where, I don't like you. I'm going to throw at you. You know, sometimes you need that flair in the game. Uh, I'm not saying I, I support headhunters, but I think you just need that. Baseball's a boring, stuffy sport at times. And I think, you know, it just brings a little life into it. I think sometimes th- those guys get bored. It's like, ah, Jesus Christ, this is a two-to-one game. It's so boring. Not even two to one, a four to one game. God, it's going slower. These guys keep stepping on. I got to throw at somebody. Then, then all of a sudden you perk up in your seat at home. And go, okay, all right, here we go. Um, but that's that. Um, our old friend. Oh, let, let's let now. Yeah, <laughs> the whole part of me where I can't talk. Our old friend, Pac-Man Jones. Um, yeah, well, he's back. Well, he was rested last week. Uh, that's right. Yeah, play the music. Um, so. <laughs> They should play that song uh, for Pac-Man Jones whenever he steps into any club or or when he comes on the field. Um, but he was arrested what a few weeks ago for I guess he was just knocking on ho- trying to get into hotel rooms and then resisting arrest and spitting at uh, the nurse at the jail. I mean, all all beautiful things. Everything that defines Pac-Man Jones. Now, is he the uh, worst? Now, is he worse than Lenny Dykstra? Honestly. Dykstra has been sentenced to three years in prison. This is no, 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 man, no, dirt, man. Pleasure to meet you. Awesome. Can't wait to be here. Now, that's a very tough call. I mean, we'd have to get a whole rap sheet out to put these two together. Um, you know, that's, that's, man, that is tough. Lenny Dykstra or Adam Jones? Who would you be more afraid of? Uh, someone talking like if both of them came up to you, who would you not trust more? Who who is the one that you think could do more damage to your life, Adam Jones or Lenny Dykstra? I almost want to say Dykstra just because he's so involved with the uh, the white collar crime of bilking people out of their money. But I guess physically, uh, you definitely have to take Adam Jones. 
um, out of Pac-Man Jones. Uh, and if the cops come, I mean, this is what he's going to say to the cops because he just doesn't give a fuck. Put him in the charge. Classic, classy guy. I mean, listen, we'd all want him over for Thanksgiving dinner, but listen, only one family's lucky enough to have Adam Pac-Man Jones over. That is the uh, defensive, uh, defensive back is a corner. I don't even know what he plays, honestly, for the Cincinnati Bengals. But, uh, he continues to be Pac-Man. You know, he's tried to, losing the Pac-Man in the name was supposed to be like the, uh, the, 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 the cleaned up version. He's Adam Jones, damn it. It's Adam Jones. It's John Mellencamp, not John Cougar Mellencamp. Terrible analogy, but you know what I mean. Uh, and he continues to be, uh, he, he's still Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, man. That's he's, he's, he's something. Him and Lenny Dykstra, two peas in a pod. Uh, I guess that's about it. Uh, what are, what are the other stories I saw? LeBron whining, sending out more sub, subtweets. He, he needs more talent on the team because they're not number one. I mean, there's an element about LeBron that is just, oh God. I know you're a superstar. I understand all. And his flopping, his flopping is an embarrassment. Imagine Michael Jordan flopping like that. No, we all, listen, we all know Michael Jordan got a lot of help from the referees when it came to travels. Uh, and this is some phantom calls sometimes, but imagine Michael Jordan flopping the way LeBron just as if he was shot by an assassin's bullet falling on the ground and flopping like a dead seal well, a dying seal dead seals don't flop correct um that, that's just that's it's tough it's tough and you know what people see that other guys look up to LeBron in the league they see that and then they continue that and then kids see that and then all of a sudden we're playing soccer we're playing soccer with guys just fall to the ground as if they're having a heart attack and they're gyrating Disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. All right, I think that's about it. You, you've heard enough, and you're saying, oh, God, Jesus. No, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, you can always listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube, and Google Play. Remember to leave a review there. Uh, it only takes a few minutes, and uh, you'll go straight to heaven, I can guarantee you. You can follow me on Twitter, at BrianBuck13, and at RedTicketBlues. And uh, that's about it. So with all that being said, I'm out of here.